Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thanks, Andrew. Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. My name is Ruth, and this podcast is where my partner Roger and I share our reviews of the TV shows we have binge-watched together. Roger, what are we reviewing on this episode? We're going to review the Netflix adaptation of Beaches. Oh, wait. No, sorry. No, Firefly Lane (laughs) Season 2. I had to get in there. If you, you had I, to get it in there, yeah. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, you know. So <laughs> you did. You're like, oh, we're watching beaches again. Oh, <laughs> Ruth, tell us what the show is actually all about. Okay, so we ended season one of Firefly Lane, wondering what happened to Tully and Kate's friendship, and how something could ever get between them. When they flash forward to a funeral. Season two reveals what really happened to put the strain between them. And then hard life stuff happens again when Kate gets ill and they come back together and make up. Johnny gets hurt overseas and comes back to live with Kate and daughter Mara while healing. Their relationships all morph and change throughout the season, ultimately coming to a satisfying healing conclusion by the end. How's that for vague? Am I doing pretty good? I can't give you any spoilers. Yeah, you're doing all right. <laughs> Just keep going. You're doing great. Okay. Meanwhile, Tully and Danny end up living in the same high rise in next door penthouses to each other. And we watch while their timing is off and on. And then question mark, question mark. Do they end up together in the end? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> we also see Tully's career's Ups and downs after experiencing harassment, she quit the girlfriend hour and gets bad press from another situation. This part of the story ends very satisfactorily, I will say, for Tully and women in general. And in season two, Tully finally finds out who her father is. Wow. (laughs) That's big, right? We also get to see Kate and Tully's family members and their stories intertwined with their own Tully's mom, Cloud, and Kate's parents and brother, who struggles to be himself in front of his entire family. It goes back and forth between the past and present and shares so much more of their teen years together. Their first jobs, their time apart, Shakespeare dramas and boys, first kisses and all. There's so much that happens in this season. There's so much that happens in this season. There are 16 episodes, after all. I'm struggling to write the synopsis. A bittersweet symphony is the only way I can sum this one up. Yeah, and that synopsis was almost as long as those 16 episodes. (laughs) No. I was trying. trying. Oh, my gosh. 16 episodes. You made it. I did. Uh, by the skin of my teeth, I made it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you loved it every second. We'll talk Maybe about not that. Every- Roger, <laughs> so give us some details of Firefly Lane. 
Yeah, the show data is the show's name is Firefly Lane. It's on season two. It is the last season. There will not be another one. The drop date, the first half was December of 2022. And then the second half was uh, April of 2023. It's rated TVMA. Where to watch is Netflix. The amount of episodes, as Ruth said, was 16. It is considered a, dr- a drama. The production staff and note, Catherine Heigl is an executive producer. She also stars in the show. Cast and notes again, Catherine Heigl plays Tully. Uh, Sarah Chalk plays Kate, Ben Lawson, Ali Scoveby, and Ronan Curtis all round out the cast. It's got a Rotten Tomato scores. The critics are not kind to this show, in my opinion. 65% was the critics score it's... and 83% was the viewer score. Huh. And Interesting. No, yeah, yeah, and no major awards as of this podcast dropping. So, Ruth, why did we watch this show together? <laughs> so, together might be an interesting conversation, but I loved season one. So, I love Kristen Hanna's other books, but I didn't read this one. So, I it was easy for me to want to watch. I'm still wondering about reading the book. But I forgot that there would be a season two because it took a while. And then when... <laughs> Although I'm laughing because I'm like, look, Firefly Lane. And you're like, I was super excited. And what about you? Um, yeah. So I <laughs> I had remembered we watched the first season, but I didn't remember how good it was. Mm. It didn't really stick with me. So I kept holding off watching it when the first half came out, which was a huge mistake. They released Which did I say we should watch it? Or I, I kept I talking about it. You held us back. I, I think well, I did. I I'll think admit it. it. Well, but we had so many other things to watch. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize how many episodes. And then I think I did that not knowing that there would be more episodes, right? That they split it into eight and eight. So I think that's why I was kind of holding off. It's like, oh, we got plenty of time. Mm -hmm. And then when the second eight episodes dropped, I'm like, oh my God, we need to get on this right (laughs) away because this is good. It's like call the midwife. Yeah. Yeah. So when I realized that, I'm like, okay, let's move. We got we, we got to get this. We got to get through this. So yeah, it was it was long. I mean, sixteen episodes is like four or five short of a regular net, network show. So it, it's a lot of TV to binge, considering most of the episodes are over 45, 50 minutes. So it, yeah. it, it was a long, long haul. But it, it was you will find out it if it's worth all it. Just yeah. It did we do it in a, when did it come out? April. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it took us a while to get through. Yeah, it, it took us a week or so. So it was it was a long it was a more long than day. that for us. Yeah, and we had to focus in. So this is the part of the podcast where Roger and I share three positives and one negative about each show we have binged. So Roger, what's your first positive about Firefly Lane? Yeah, we've talked about time jumping and non-linear storytelling on this yes. podcast before, uh, and this show does a lot of it. Uh, I do think it's mostly done really well. Um, It does get a little confusing when they hit the 80s and 90s decades um, because (laughs) because the the clothing and the hairstyles are so similar that it's kind of it's kind of hard to to, uh, luckily they say the date don't they although there's a difference though the grunge era well it's a little tough right but it's definitely easy to tell when it's current times and when it's you know, the, when the girls are teenagers, you can really tell the difference. I think the hard part between the 70s and, or the 80s and 90s jumps is that 
they still live in the same place. Um, the girls lived together in, in the eighties oh, yes. in that in that apartment, and then mm-hmm. Johnny moves in later. So it's kind of it's like which decade? When does this happen? Which decade is this? So, mm-hmm. so if you're not totally following the storyline really well, you, you could get lost. But but I think overall they did a really good job. What about you? What's your first positive? It's very similar. I liked, or it is the same. I think I liked the richness of going back and forth between different times of their lives and friendships. So seventies and eighties, I forgot about the nineties. I should never Mm. say that to the two thousands, but of course, I mean, they were in there. It was just in the mix, the hair, the clothes, their teenage angst to hashtag adulting angst, right? (laughs) It's just Mm -hmm. all, all there and really filled in the gaps. Or, or just filled in the story nicely. And like I said, in the synopsis, their first kiss, their first jobs, all of those things growing up are really important foundational things that happen with their friendship and supporting each other through that was, was cool to see. And also, I shouldn't neglect to mention the Snohomish and Seattle locations or Seattle area locations, which we are in Seattle at this time so it was it was fun to see yeah i don't remember in the first season there being so much focus on the girls when they were teenagers maybe there was and i just don't remember it's been a long time since i've watched the first season and but i don't remember there being quite as much content uh not the, a, i don't think so either yeah not yeah. quite as much like they really went back i mean it was there they went back through spent some more time there which i think was well yeah. spent uh, especially if you're developing the relationship of why it's so strong and lasted for so yes. many years the those formative teenage years me having friends and you also have friends that we went to high school with or junior high and are still and friends you, with today yeah. and so those were the formative years of those relationships so I, I'm glad they went back and did that and showed so much of the girls when they were teenagers. And like yes. you said, that the first kiss, first job, you know, interacting with each other. Yeah. Uh, they I both think is really important the place. Yeah, yeah. Being in school. No, all those things are really important. I can't remember when was it junior high that they met? Yes. Right before high school. Came. Yeah, yeah. Right before high school. That's a, that's a really important time. I mean, so it was like growing up, that was interesting, growing up all the way from elementary school, some of my friends, and then those you meet later. Yeah, there's something important about those formative year friendships, Mm -hmm. of course. So how about your second positive? I thought that the teen versions of the main characters were just flawless. You could really see how well, not just physically, the actresses were matched between the the younger younger girls and the and the older women but the mannerisms and the speech patterns and all that kind of stuff was super well done you would believe that they were the younger versions of Catherine Heigl and and Sarah Chalk like you like yes. you you'd almost think that they were their daughters at some level that, that they did such a good job with mannerisms and facial expressions and just everything i thought i thought the teen girls did a great job that didn't seem like it was forced um right we we didn't really talk about this when we talked about queen charlotte but i felt like the person that played the young queen was forcing herself to try to to try to be like the older queen charlotte and she hadn't really gotten there yet as the character development where these girls are still teenagers but acting have some of the same mannerisms that we all probably carry some through through our whole entire lives and I thought these yeah. girls did a really good job of representing that. Yeah. 
Well, okay, you went there, so I have to respond. I feel like Queen Charlotte, the young Queen Charlotte, was forcing herself. She was playing the character, forcing herself to try to be older and to be in charge. That was coming through. I, I saw it a little bit differently. Yeah, and, and we can have this argument you know, for the next 20 minutes if we wanted to. Um, I felt like there wasn't enough character development. Like It was like the Queen Charlotte character like as a teenager came in like just like queen charlotte where yeah she came in as a wrecking ball yes i where where that came from but yes where the where the young girls in firefly lane definitely were still teenagers like you still saw them as teenagers they were still developing they were vulnerable and stuff happened yes yeah but you could still see some of those same characteristics that the older women had yes they were still teenagers and that's i think the difference between the two is that i've really felt queen charlotte was just portraying the queen like there wasn't any movement or character development from her being a teenager to having such strong presence this is the way i'll put it but mm. yeah i saw her grow into that but let's we're talking about uh firefly lane here so <laughs> i will say that my second it's the same. Yeah, we were talking about this exact thing while we were watching. We like, look how amazing. First of all, the actors were, but how similar to each other, and they matched so well. They got the mannerism. They got the essence. I want to say mm-hmm. the essence of the characters of of the Catherine Heigl and Sarah, the older actresses, and they. But they each had their own innocence too of the. Teen years, but like you said, yes, they carried the essence or the the main things and some of the funny mannerisms and quirks. Of course, Sarah always wears glasses, and they're huge, like huge <laughs> glasses in their teens. And then Tully's, of course, wanting to be a star and be in the spotlight, and just their journeys. Yeah, I, I can picture their faces even now, the four of them, very clearly, and that's it's really anchors me to the story and their stories all together how about your third positive yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed the costuming which isn't (laughs) which isn't something i usually throw at at these shows that we watch but you know we're talking about relationship that lasted you know 40 years so mid late 70s to mid to late 2000s and and it's just yeah, like just when we really well up. done. Yeah. And so the hairstyles and the clothing, you know, the players' jackets in the 80s and the big shoulder pads on the women and, you know, and the bell bottoms in the 70s. And, you know, I just, I think they did a really good job of representing that, even though it might have been and a the cars. little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 Might have been a little bit too much, you know, uh, on the cartoony side, but I enjoyed it. So, so it was okay yeah. with me. Um, Wait, they're older than us. They were teens in the 70s. Right. We were right. But, uh, but younger. I was, I was still I'm just TV. saying. Yeah. yeah. I was still watching I, I'm TV making and... sure folks know that we weren't that old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years different. But, anyways, yeah, I, I just thought the costuming, having lived through those decades, regardless of my age at the time, I thought overall. Yeah, the, the tights, the... the matching tights with the. Like the work clothes too, right? That was fun. Yeah, yeah, Kate wore a lot of headbands, you know, in the eighties, yes. and you know, almost gave you that jazzercise aerobics feel every once in a while. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I think so, they they did. Didn't they do a commercial about that? Or they were wearing that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I I thought overall the the clothing was was uh, well done. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your third? 
I liked all the family stories. So I loved how much the story included their parents and siblings, and it was interwoven all together. That was really satisfying to me. So often, I think I have mentioned this before when we've reviewed other shows, I feel like we miss out on knowing about their other characters. Like, what about their family? I don't know. It's It was really rich and full to me, and maybe that's not important, but... I can't remember what we were talking about. I'm like, what about their parents? I don't know. It just it seems like it's not the full picture. The way that they were all included was very satisfying. Yeah, I I like ensemble cast shows where it's not just about one person or, you know, I, I like a rich storytelling of everything that's going on. And they did do a yeah. good job of that. It's all centered around the two women's relationship for sure. But at the same time, you know what's going on with Dan the Sportsman. You know what's going on with Johnny. You know what's going on with their daughter. You know what's yeah. You know, Cloud can on. show up anytime, and you know, <laughs> you know, she fits into the storyline. So I, yes. I, I like an ensemble cast, and they did a good job with that. Or Kate's brother, I forget his name, and maybe that comes from growing up in a large family because you know there's just a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so what was your negative that you want to share? One of your negatives. <laughs> I don't have a lot of negatives. I I'm really teasing. don't. Yeah. And, and and I and my joking about you know being beaches is is out of out of second grade teasing of love <laughs> for the show. I've never read the books, but the character of Dan the sportsman, who is kind of Tully's love interests throughout the decades and they keep missing each other like ships in the night as far as timing goes i wish i would have seen more of dan and her relationship Mm. yeah i wish it wasn't Mm -hmm. so two ships passing in the night type i wish yeah because i like his character when you when you first meet him you can't stand him i mean he's just total total jerk but Tully is too kind of so yeah they fit well together and to to be strung along for so long for them to actually finally you know maybe get together it was you know that was a little bit painful i'm like no they're perfect match just put them together don't 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 string this (laughs) out so yeah no i get that for sure what's your one negative if you can find one i know it was hard for me but i really did not like charlotte not queen charlotte but charlotte lottie the intern who was at the station, I'm like her backhanded compliments like were terrible to Kate. Like, oh, you're so I can't even remember some of them, but just yeah. seems like so annoying and to Tully. Like, Tully is awesome, and aren't you so sweet to support her? I, I think see she why called Johnny her the champion of it. wallflowers or something like yes. that. <laughs> it was like I don't think Kate ever told her off, which is probably nice character. Tully and Johnny heard stuff and they didn't tell her off. I was like, everyone just let her talk the whole time. And then later she shows up. Oh, I don't, I will not say what happens because I, and she's in the story again and she looks cute, which is annoying. And I can't even. So, yeah, that was annoying to me. Yeah. I mean, especially (laughs) after, you know, three seasons of Ted Lasso, which show really positive women relationships. Um, like there's no woman that really comes on that show where you're like oh she's catty or she's mean to the other women you don't really see that and it was so refreshing to see that and then to turn on firefly lane and see this character that is so true maybe that's why i was like hey that's not cool but it you know of course that happens they exist that's probably why i'm annoyed because they're really 
they have <laughs> I've known people like that some yeah and maybe not as overtly except for okay but Ted Lasso except for Rupert's wife at first she's kind of catty but she's just quiet Not while catty. he gloats she, yeah she, she's just kind of there yeah and he's gloaty yeah we're gloaty I just made it up you can it's fine okay you can make up words yeah and I think it's also a representation of the time frame too you know in the 80s when that character when Charlotte first comes into play there probably wasn't yeah. that support as much for women between That's one another true. as there is today. Um, and she which was represented... the intern. It was yeah. probably rough, you know. I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it would give her a little bit of a break, yeah. Okay, so Roger, what's your recommendation for Firefly Lane? Skip it or binge it? I say binge it. If drama isn't oh, your bag, I, say, you're, I, say, I say binge it. I'm teasing. You know, the story of this 30-plus year relationship is, is told very well. Uh, I appreciate that having friends that I've been friends with that long and knowing how difficult that can be at times. I could appreciate it. I I do appreciate uh, the way the men are treated uh, in this story, Mm, not as doofuses or, you know, idiots, although Johnny can be sometimes, but, but I just, (laughs) but I think it's more of naturally who he is instead of them making (laughs) him feel that way or, or the women presenting him that way. So to have such strong female characters and and the story be so much focused on them and seeing strong men um in Mm. in their lives is is very refreshing um not treating them like i said like they're idiots uh and that's a good point and those men loving those strong women um Mm. i think is a very positive thing for people to see yes and strong men supporting women in their careers and their choices around all of those things was really great to see. Yeah, I thought it was very balanced. And and so that's why I would say binge it. You know, it's not, I make fun of it as being beaches only because the storylines <laughs> are somewhat similar. But I do think that. Don't give anything away. I, but it's yes, it's yeah, in the trailer. Sorry. It's in the trailer. Okay, that's that's right. the rule. Yeah. If it's in the trailer, I can talk that about it. That is the rule. So <laughs> I didn't give anything away in the synopsis, did yeah. I? No, I don't think no. so. Thank you, fine. But yeah, I, I say binge it. What about you? Binge it or skip it? Like, oh, I don't definitely. know the answer. <laughs> I know. Oh, definitely binge it. It's so, it's, oh my gosh. It's like laughing, crying. Yeah. Okay. But I say binge it. You don't have to cry. It's a heartwarming story that's full of depth and charm. And it's not like, oh, so sappy. Don't. It's real. And mm-hmm. it is a reminder of how important friendships are in life, especially long-term friendships and how it is difficult to stay in touch. I feel really lucky to at least get together for birthday lunches with my lifelong friends and family. Family is also really important. Those we choose and don't choose or those who become our friends who kind of become our families, the social connections we have and those connections are one of the highest predictors of longevity and happiness so Mm. it's just a good reminder of 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 that and i love what you said roger about just how the men how the men showed up that's a really good point all the richness of the characters and the stories that they told and the hardships of life like yeah the bittersweet symphony for sure so there you have it our review for netflix firefly lane 
This is our fifth season of Call the Binge Wife. So what other shows are we reviewing this season, Roger? Yeah, so we are reviewing The Marvelous Miss Maisel, season five, final season uh, for that show. The Diplomat, season one. The Queen Charlotte limited series on Netflix. And what could be the f- also the final season of Ted Lasso, season three. Mm, yes. Sometimes we must say goodbye. <laughs> Some of our favorite shows. All these episodes of Call the Binge Wife are currently available to binge on whatever podcast streamer you are using. Roger, how can people connect with us? Yeah, they can email us at callthebingewife at gmail.com. You can also join our Facebook group. Just search it up, Call the Binge Wife, and you'll find us there. Or connect with us on Instagram at call underscore the underscore binge wife. Great. Thanks, Roger. We are excited you joined us for this episode. And remember, when you don't know what to watch next, call, call the, the binge, binge wife. wife. Oh, that was perfect. I see from my perspective. <laughs> yeah, uh, from from this side, it was perfect. And we're just gonna we're just gonna cut and paste that in editing for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Mic drop. Okay. 